The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Box Score Breakdown for Wednesday, the 24th of February, 2021. Already about, actually, one-sixth of the year is gone, and we're about uh, two-fifths of the way into the NBA season, getting close to the All-Star break, and it is a huge and exciting slate we're going to be breaking down on the Box Score tonight. But first of all, who am I? I am Mr. Jolly of Sydney, and you can find me on Twitter at that address. Please do go and uh, look me up there. Lots of good stuff over on my Twitter. My partner uh, in this show is Vince Miracle. He is VM Center, and my other offsider is, of course, Scotty Harland. He's AKA the Harlander23, H A R Lander23 on Twitter. And uh, he will be back on Saturday, actually, for his first show in a while on sabbatical due to some really intense work stuff. Shout out to the big knobs from hoop-ball.com, Aaron Bruski, Dan Bespris, Adam King, all the editors, betting experts and stuff, um, DFSs, uh, season-long fantasy experts. Get over to fan- to uh, sorry hoop-ball.com, hoop-ball.com. Check out some of the great content. We really are standing on the shoulders of giants. And uh, speaking of giants, I've got uh, a giant of the professorial world, a giant of dynasty leagues, a giant of baseball, base- uh, basketball and baseball card collection. He is, of course, Professor John Steele, all the way from Seoul, Korea. Professor Steele. Hey, good morning. Good evening, everybody. Happy to be back. And uh, we have a lot of exciting action to talk about today. And uh, this is my third time on. And you know what all three of the shows have in common, uh, Mr. Jolly? Um, Any guess? There was a certain player. Has there been an OKC player on every show or something? Well, on all three shows, uh, that day the Celtics lost. So (laughs) I think that's a pretty good omen and uh, maybe a sign that uh, we should uh, uh, make uh, shows more often. (laughs) There there you go. It's like hating on the Celtics is almost a full-time profession these days. And it's a a profession that's very rewarding with them being just three wins of their last 11. And we'll talk about the Celtics uh, a a little bit later. Uh, let's jump into the first game on the slate, which was the Golden State Warriors winning 111 points to 107 over the uh, Indiana Pacers. And they used a late run in the game to pull away. Uh, Steph Curry was struggling to make baskets, but it was Draymond Green who gave them a real boost of energy. He was really, really good. Um, St- Steve Kerr pointed out afterwards, we don't need Draymond to score, but we need that energy from him conducting. He really did bail out the Warriors. Uh, they won last uh, their last two games on this four-game road trip, and they're doing all right. I reckon they'll, they'll at the very least, they'll be in the play-in. Um, they might even be able to squeak into a six-seed. What do you think, John? Do you think they could squeak into a six-seed and actually make the playoffs proper? Yeah, I do. I, uh, I didn't think that way before the season. I wasn't very high on them at all. But, um, yeah, I'm surprised that they're sitting at 18 and 15 right now. So I think they do have a, a an excellent shot of – not even you know being better than a play-in team, but being one of the top eight teams. Well, there you go. So Draymond Green, he played 35 minutes in this game. He had 12, 9, and 11. Flirted with a triple-double, as they say. Bought a triple-double, a few drinks, and said, let's go home, but didn't quite uh, make it to the door. He got three steals and a block, though. Just four of five from the field. Five shots. How about that? That's a true MacGyver line, that line. Andrew Wiggins had 15 and four assists with two steals. Five for 13 from the field. He's been okay this season. Kevin Looney started, but he played just 17 minutes. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. has been a lot better. We've talked about that before. He's been a guy hovering around the top 50 over the last month or so. He had 15 and seven on seven for 15 shooting. Uh, been a lot better. Steph Curry had 24, 8 and 8. Just 7 for 21 from the field, which is a bit rough. Now, I wanted to ask you about James Wiseman. He had 11 and 5 in this game. He played 18 minutes. Uh, he's been injured, obviously, for quite a bit. But even on a per-game basis, he's only been around top 200. He's owned in about 90% of fantasy leagues. What is going on there? Uh, I don't know. I think they're going to uh, try to keep uh, you know, pushing for that playoff spot but at the same time they obviously want to develop their young players in particular 
Wiseman. So um, I think he's going to be in there a lot. He's one of their only, uh, you know, center uh, presence uh, that, that they have. So he's, he's going to be in there. Um, you know, I think he's, he's really young and he's really raw and it's going to take some time for him to, to come along. And um, I think we can expect a lot of these uh, types of uh, box scores, you know, these stat lines out of him. Um, a, a lot of up and down, mm. I, I would say. Yeah. So brass, brass dimes here. Brass dimes. I'm mixing my metaphors. Uh, brass tacks, <laughs> um, silver dimes, whatever you want to call it. Uh, if he's, if you saw him on your waiver wire, mm. you're not dropping Plum Dog Millionaire for him, are you? No way. No, no, no. <laughs> so in Mason Plumley, you wouldn't drop. What, what about Kelly Olynyk? Would you drop Kelly Olynyk and pick up Wiseman? Ooh, that's getting that's getting close. Uh, Olenek was pretty hot there for a while, but the three ball hasn't been dropping recently. I think a lot of his uh, fantasy value depends on that. I mean, he'll he'll get a lot of rebounds and put up some other stats as well. But if if his if his uh, if his three ball continues to be off, I would I would keep an eye on Wiseman for sure. Maybe stash him for that end of season thing because you often mm. find, don't you, that rookies do get better yeah. towards the end of the season once they get used to the schemes and stuff. And uh, yeah. but, we'll, but we'll see what happened. I, I think he's a guy that was probably overdrafted, especially when you consider you could get Terry Rozier around the same place. You know, well, like you, yeah. you know, Wiseman was going around pick 90 or something like that. And there were guys like Rozier, PJ Washington, McCall Bridges even in some leagues was going as late as that. Uh, Darius Garland, uh, who's, who's just been excellent, those sophomore breakout guys, Malik Beasley, the co- people taking Wiseman before those guys, and I, I think you, you probably regret it if you did. Uh, one thing you don't regret is if you drafted uh, Sabonis, which I did not do, famously took LaMarcus Aldridge <laughs> instead of him in one league. He had 22, 16, and 4 today with two steals and a block. Now the steals and the blocks have been picking up. If he can manage that and not totally destroy you at the foul line today, he was 8 of 12. Those four foul shots miss hurt you in that category. But seeing him getting steals and blocks, that is scary. No doubt. I mean, uh, he's always going to put up the beastly points and rebounds numbers. But yeah, if, if this uh, trend continues, he'll definitely, he'll definitely raise, raises his value. Yeah, and he gets it with those kind of stats. He pushes him into that second or third round value instead of mm-hmm. like fourth or fifth where he is because of not enough of those and uh, not enough. Uh, the three pointers are not really there, and then the the, the foul shooting is bad. Miles uh, Turner is a guy who can shoot three pointers. Although we were arguing <laughs> about him with our with our mate the other day. Although he was one for five from deep today, but it, about about thirty six percent on the season, which is decent for a big man. He had fourteen eight and two with a steal and two blocks. Uh, his shooting was not fantastic today, but that's a decent line. Uh, Dougie McDermott had 15-3-3 and with a steal and a block. He's back on the streaming radar. But TJ McConnell, 9-5-6 oh, yeah. with four steals and a block. Man. Uh, a block. He's, <laughs> he's, been, he's been one of the pickups of the season off the waiver wire, hasn't he? He's incredible, man. He's just, he's just the guy that um, that you can't take off the court as, as the coach of the team. I mean, I was listening to a uh, Pacers uh, podcast before the season, about two weeks before the season, just to get a feel for what the new coach was going to, the the style of the new coach and the rotations and, and those kinds of things. And um, the coach coming from over from OKC, uh, uh, Bjorgren, he was going to be implementing a lot of three guard rotations, uh, they were saying. But it seemed at that time that uh, TJ was going to be the odd man out uh, because he was the guy that couldn't shoot very well, the three-pointer. And there, we were going to the the uh, the person on the podcast, the beat reporter, was saying we're going to see a lot of Brogdon, Oladipo, and Aaron Holiday. But uh, as we've seen, uh, that is not the case, and we've seen a lot more of TJ on the court because he's just he just brings that energy and that intensity uh on the court he just he just he just adds a jolt to the team and uh he's kind of a a coach on the floor at the same time and you just cannot take that guy out of the lineup and uh, as we see with pretty much any nba player if they're on the court they're going to be doing things like scoring baskets and getting assists and rebounds so as long as he's out he's out on the court, which he always will be, he's going to be racking up uh, fantasy stats. So that is an interesting question. I push back a little bit on that. Do you think he maintains these minutes um, when TJ Warren is back? Um, yeah, I, I do. I I think that uh, maybe maybe not quite twenty seven or twenty five. I, I think he'll be above twenty though. Um, 
It's just uh, he's just he just makes a lot of winning plays that over over a course of time are, it just it just makes him really hard to take off the court. So mm. I, I expect his, his minutes to stay up. Yeah, and I think for the, you're right for those assists and steals value, and he also, despite his uh, short stature. Uh, mm-hmm. actually has a good field goal percentage for a guard, which uh, unlike Aaron Holiday, for example, who's a guy mm-hmm. that maybe was a more popular streamer early in the season, Aaron Holiday has been shooting 37% on the season and you just don't want uh, that and neither do the team. So that's the first game in the bag. Let me tell you now about the fantasy pass. The draft season is well and truly over. We're well into the season now, as I mentioned, about two-fifths of the way through. Uh, for $4.99 a month, you can get the Fantasy Pass from Hoop Ball, which is the sponsor of this show. The main sponsor, in fact. The Fantasy Pass is everything you'll need to dominate all year long. Updated projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedules, streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest and coolest feature, of course, the Hoop Ball Discord server, which I've banged on about quite a bit. You can hang out with all the Hoop Ball pros in like a chat app. It's fantastic. It's uh, it's just worth the value of five bucks just for that. Dan Bespris from Fantasy NBA Today does the daily tweet storms which used to be on Twitter but are now only there twice a week or once a week on Twitter you get them every day over on the Discord server it's a great summary of the day and you can base your ads and drops off that so please do check it out head over to hoop-ball.com click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall the second game on the slate it was another really great one. In fact, it was probably the best one for us because it was the Hawks winning 127 points to 112 over the Celtics. It's the third time they've played them just in the, about the last week, and the Atlanta have now won twice. I think they've got one more coming up too. This weird schedule. They've turned into the nemesis for the Celtics. As I mentioned earlier, the Celtics have won just three of their last 11 games. They're two games under 500, which is just uh, bizarre. Now, We've been arguing about this with some of our Celtic mates. Do they deserve to be able to say this is an asterisk season and we can't take anything seriously? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what you'll see on Celtics Twitter. If you talk to any Celtics fans, uh, this season doesn't uh, really count or is is quite different from a regular season. So, um, you know, they, they kind of point to that too as an excuse for all the things that are going wrong with their team. But yeah, um, I don't know. I guess the biggest uh, thing here is uh, Marcus Smart still being out for the Celtics. Mm. Um, you know, not being able to uh, follow Trey around the court. He's just been torching them. So, and, and it's with Marcus Smart, there's a little bit of the same sort of thing with Draymond Green, isn't there? Where he's really sort of like a defensive quarterback for the team. And he, he also provides some balance for them on offense by with his, you know, distribution and his assists and just sort of helping get the team in the right place at the right time. Bit of bit of Draymond Green about about him. Obviously, they play different positions, but that same sort of MacGyver type dude. Yeah, the guy that can do a little bit of everything makes a lot of winning plays. And without them on the court, you can really see the difference. Uh, I mean, it's hard to replace a guy like that with somebody like Semi Ojale or Grant Williams. I mean, good young players, but they're no Marcus Smarts. Mm. Let's talk about the Hawks first, though, because they were the winning team and they had a Danilo Gallinari. The Italian Gallion, as I call him, Gallo, he uh, just had an explosion, beat the, the the Hawks franchise record. I don't know what Trey thought about that because uh, that was probably one that Trey had or was going to have again in the future. <laughs> Ten three-pointers in a 38-point spree. He broke the mark of nine three-pointers, which was held by Steve Smith in 1997. That is one I would not have guessed. Uh, Steve Smith, one of the original three-point Gunners in the NBA. Trey played like an all-star, had 33 points. Uh, the Hawks built up a massive 27-point lead in the first half. I think that's why we heard in any of our chat threads today because uh, the Celtics were just so far behind. The, the Celtics fans didn't even care. John Collins uh, pointed out that that uh, Gallinari was absolutely on fire. He could not miss. And let's have a look at this line for Gallo. His line was 38 points, uh, six rebounds, two assists. He managed two steals as well. 13 for 16 from the field, 10 for 12 from deep. If you scooped him up off the waiver wire lately, that was like winning the lottery, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't count on this every night. But, yeah, uh, as somebody that used to play basketball, you know, many years, many decades ago, actually, um, I know how this feeling uh, – I know how this feels. You know, it it doesn't happen every night. But every every once in a while, you get in the zone and uh, just everything that leaves your hands – you feel is going to go in the basket. And that's, he was just unconscious as one uh, Celtics fan, uh, you know, described it today. It just, everything was going in. There was nothing the Celtics could do. 
Yeah, 10 for 12 from deep as well. Perfect oh. at the foul line. And like you said, there were a couple of shots which were just... To- they, were, they were like Clay Thompson heat checks, you know? Right. Where it was just yeah. like, get the ball to this guy. He's going to hit absolutely every shot. Now, that obviously that this evens out. But I think, like, obviously, if he is on your waiver wire, and it's worth doing one of those searches, like you can do on Yahoo or you can do on fan tracks where you click on a player and you click on ownership just to check that they're not that they're not just sitting somewhere and everybody's missed it. Uh, probably the person who dropped them recently knows that they're there, but often <laughs> they can't pick them up because when you drop a guy, you're not able to pick them up until after other people have bid. So it's always worth it with these kind of things, just doing a quick search. Like I picked up Terry Ross mm-hmm. in like three or four leagues because he'd been dropped and people were just slow to pick him back up because his field goal percentage probably be, has been so bad. But He's been huge for me. He's been top 60 for me in four leagues where I got him for free. So, yeah, just check out check out the Gallo, your Gallo-type guys. Uh, Kevin Hurd has been quiet again after having a really good spot. He had just five points, uh, two rebounds, four assists, two for seven from deep. Been a bit disappointing, hasn't it, with Kevin? He's dropped off. Yeah, he's, he's one of those guys that's a little bit better a real basketball player than maybe a fantasy asset. I mean, uh, he's going to put up big nights here and there, and he'll sprinkle in you know, a little bit across the board with rebounds, assists, and steals and everything. But it's hard to predict when he's going to really go off. He's just he's just a really, really solid player. But, yeah, his fantasy production is is really up and down. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Trey Young, uh, speak, well, he's not been up and down. He's been a lot more up in the last month or so. Anyway, he had 33, 4, and 7, 12 for 23 from the field, 5 for 11 from deep, and 4 or 5, really good all-star level game. And, these are becoming more common as the season goes on. If we have a look at Trey Young on the season, he is the 37th ranked player. Remember, he started out really hot and then he was terrible for a month and he was like 70th or 80th or something. But he's the 25th ranked player in the last week and 37th on the season, which you can't really complain too much about that. Averaging 27 uh, points per game, 2.43s, 9.5 assists, which is just huge and He's taking 10 foul shots a game and hitting them at 87%. So, yeah, really nice uh, bounce back oh, after a rough, rough, rough period. What's going on with Tony Snell there? <laughs> Tony Snell. Um, I was going to say a bad word. He he had 12, 4, and 4. Uh, but, yeah, you, you don't add Tony Snell in serious fantasy leagues. Clint Capella had 9 and 9 um, with three blocks. Uh, a little bit of a quiet. I only played 21 minutes in this game because uh, they were going a bit smaller were the Hawks. Now we need to talk about the Celtics. What do we say about them? We say that uh, Tristan Thompson had a double-double. He had 13 and 13. Jason Tatum was awful. He had he was shot four for 20 from the field, 13, uh, one and one with just two steals, one for eight from deep. Jalen Brown was six of 16. Uh, just some awful shooting all around. And I've talked about this before. Kemba Walker... Uh, is just also shooting badly um, from the field. And they can't win if they've got like a couple of guys shooting really high volume at low percentages. Yeah, no, they, they can't at all. I mean, uh, I think the success of this team is going to count a lot on, on Kemba. Is he going to be back to uh, close to 100% with his knee? I, I don't know. I um, I mean, without him out there, you know, uh, threatening and putting a lot of pressure on the defense, it's gonna it's gonna be hard for any of these other guys to get easy shots, you know. So we saw a lot of that, a lot of that in the New Orleans game, and a lot of the, that in this game as well. Just um, it's just hard to create space when you don't have that uh, playmaker on the court. Mm. Yeah. Now speaking of teams who are really missing someone, the third game of the evening was the Rockets getting beaten ninety six points to one hundred and twelve by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the Rockets are really slumping, aren't they? This is the ninth yeah. straight loss for them. They are missing Christian Wood. It's an absolute hole in the head not having him around, isn't it? Yeah, it was. I would think about um, if we had Christian Wood in this game, the the center matchup here between Wood and Allen. You know, kind of the um, offensive minded. Uh, you know, just the fantastic uh, electric uh, Christian Wood facing off against the defensive minded Jared Allen. It would have been. And they're both kind of built the same way, you know, and I, I think it would have been a really exciting matchup. But without Wood in there, you know, uh, Houston really struggled with uh, P.J. Tucker trying to cover Jared Allen. 
Yeah, PJ Tucker had an awful line. He played 30 minutes and he had 0.7 rebounds, two assists, no steals, no blocks, zero for two from the field. He's absolutely a drop in just about any format. Maybe the only place I'd be holding him is like 20 team leagues or something at the moment. It's uh, not good. 16 teams maybe for the for the rebounds and maybe some of the steals and blocks, but it's just just been bad. Jay Sean Tate, our man, uh, is a, who's a guy oh, we yeah. liked. He he played 30 minutes. It was a bit of a quieter game today. He had just eight and seven, but that's not too bad. You know, like a yeah. couple more rebounds, a couple more points. There's a double-double there. Um, uh, a little bit less shooting today. He got he was three for eight instead of his normal five for eight, which would have given him 12, seven, and one, and then you don't complain about that. Daniel House, 14, five, and three with three blocks. He's becoming a 12-team pickup again. Yeah, I, I like House a lot. I mean, he's uh, he's you know he'll he'll spread out the stats across the line, and he'll give you a little bit of everything. And uh, as long as his shooting is good, as long as that keeps up, then he's definitely approaching the the twelve team pickup uh, category. Now, Victor Oladipo was back. Uh, he was shooting that. Uh, he was dumping on your field goal percentage again. He was he had seventeen six and five with two steals, which is nice. But eight for twenty from the field. He is a field goal percentage killer. A one for eight from deep, and it doesn't look like it's going to get fixed this season. Who knows? Maybe maybe they all get better when Christian Wood comes back. Uh, John Wall also poor shooting. Seven for eighteen from the field. Three for six from deep, which you like. But he had twenty points uh, and uh, just one rebound and three assists. But he did have two steals and two blocks. John Wall has been a a good pick up if you got him in that sort of uh that mm. 90 80 90 range you, you got to be happy with that uh eric gordon had 17 2 and 2 that is two assists and two steals but also five for 14 i'm not an eric gordon man i wanted to ask you a while ago i asked you did you feel like it would have been better if you'd kept john wall than russell westbrook at the moment you'd mm-hmm. probably take russ wouldn't you you know, I, I feel pretty good about both of them. Uh, at, at the moment, yes, definitely Russ is trending up and, and playing pretty well the last uh, week or so. But, I, I mean, I think it's a good uh, time to try to buy low on John Wall while Christian Wood is out. When he comes back, when Wood comes back, I think uh, he'll be uh, – I think Wall will, will get back to putting up the numbers he was doing at the beginning of the season. So I, I'm pretty high on both of them, actually. Hmm. Now, speaking of people that uh, we are high on, or you are high on in particular, you like Dylan Winder, don't you? Actually, oh, yeah. We probably should talk about Jared Allen first. Yeah. But let, oh, let's talk about Winder. Let's be different. Dylan Winder had 13-4-2 <laughs> and two in 23 minutes. Perfect 4-4 four four from the field, 4-4 four four from the line. Now, what leagues are you taking this guy? Maybe not quite in 12 teams yet, but 14 teams, 16 teams and deeper. Dynasty leagues, this is a guy to pick up. Yeah, this is a guy that I've had on on several of my rosters for a long time, uh, kind of at the end of the bench, and he spent a lot of time on the IR as well. Um, you know, when he came out of college, he came out of a small small school, Belmont, and when uh, players come out from small schools, they kind of uh, do everything for those schools. So he was, you know, he was responsible for playmaking for shooting for everything so it was kind of hard for people to project what kind of pro he would be and there was a lot of comparisons to guys like Kyle Korver or JJ Redick basically one-dimensional type players but I I think I I see him more developing into somebody like uh, Joe Harris where uh, they give you the shooting but in addition to that they can you know they they play good defense he's long he has uh, long arms gets a lot of rebounds and steals yeah. and even an occasional block as well so i think he's going to develop into a well-rounded uh, fantasy player yeah now he he was a mature guy he returned 23 before mm. his first nba game but as you mentioned he's got a 6 foot 10 wingspan uh 37.5 max vertical so he's got some jump as well there and uh that augurs well for him to being able to get rebounds and stuff too yeah He's had a couple of uh, d- double-digit rebound games already this year, and he's he's hit his last nine three-point attempts. So he seems to be uh, finding his role there with Cleveland. Yeah, definitely one to watch, and maybe uh, like a streamer, uh, it's worth streaming him in twelve teams. Now, mm. s- speaking of uh, good verticals, good rebounds, uh, Jared Allen, twenty-six points, eighteen rebounds, Ooh. two assists, four blocks, ten for eleven from the field. 
one for one at the foul line and uh wow just sorry five for eight at the foul line and he hit a three-pointer as well my good <laughs> my goodness gracious me uh, he is the 47th ranked player on the season but in the last week he's the sixth ranked player over the last week he's averaged 21 points uh 0.53s 14.8 rebounds 2.5 assists uh half a steal three blocks on 81 percent shooting <laughs> wow that's over the last four games it's funny, I saw this pretty much this whole game, but somehow I missed that three-pointer attempt. But um, yeah, he had four blocks in about the first five minutes of the game. So I thought we were on pace there for a record-breaking you know, uh, evening. Um, he ended up with four, which is still pretty awesome. But what I did not miss was uh, in the third quarter when he grabbed the, uh, uh, the rebound on the defensive side and, and uh, drove it all the way down the court and <laughs> went straight up for the Statue of Liberty dunk. It was just... Uh, thunderous dunk it was just an electrifying play if you haven't seen that highlight it's a it's a must see <laughs> now last time you were on you said you didn't have room for isaiah roby's haircut on your team but you you're okay <laughs> you're okay with jared allen's oh i love the fro <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go so yeah huge absolutely huge from him another guy one of my favorites i don't have jared allen on any teams and i traded him away in dynasty oh my god i don't even want to tell you uh, who I traded him for. It's not It's not been good. Darius Garland is a guy I have on a couple of teams and you, you just love his production. 11 points, four re- rebounds, 10 assists. Not great shooting today, four for 14. But it's nice to see he's not afraid to shoot him. He had three for 10 from deep and he's been really above value this season and, and a great guy. If you picked him up in Dynasty, you're laughing like a fat spider. Colin Sexton had 23, two and three, nine for 19 from the field. Uh, three three-pointers, and, and he's another one who's been really good this season. You're very happy with that. Uh, Chetty Osman had seven and eight with two assists and a steal and a block, uh, but again, the poor shooting from him. And Dylan Windler was the guy we mentioned, the breakout guy. JaVale McGee just played 11 minutes, uh, really just a, a streamer. For the... Uh, no, we've got to talk about the next game. We can just rolling right through them here. The fourth game on the slate was the Toronto Raptors going down 108 to 116 to Miami. Uh, Dragic was back for Miami. And your comment here is maybe we see Nunn's role being reduced as we move mm. forward. Yeah, um, as a as a Dragon owner in, in a couple of leagues, it's so great when you, you know, when you ride it out the couple of weeks, that feeling you have when you're when one of your uh, studs finally comes back. And, you know, it's hard to call uh, Dragic a stud, but in a deeper league, uh, he is. So I was really happy to see him back. And he had a pretty nice day today, 15 points. Uh, three assists, a couple of rebounds, uh, not, not two great percentages, but yeah, um, we might see, uh, start to see uh, Kedrick uh, Nunn's role, his minutes going down a little bit. He's been really, really good. Um, but yeah, you might, if you, if you have him on, a, on your roster, you might want to pay attention to, to the minutes that he gets over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll be interested to see. I'll, I'll come back to Nunn in a moment, just a couple of, hit a couple of other key points in the game. So of course, Jimmy Butler was huge for Miami. We'll get to him in a second. Kyle Lowry was back from a thumb injury, which I'm aware of because I accidentally left him still on IR <laughs> and a couple of leagues. I didn't have a chance to pull him out. Uh, being here in Australia, it's the, sometimes the middle of a work day when the game time decisions come through and that makes it a bit uh, precarious sometimes to promote people off IR. You've got to make a decision at a certain point and uh, his, all his points were sitting on my bench today, which was a bit... Uh, a bit nasty, but he was actually very good in his comeback. Let's talk about the the uh, Toronto Raptors lines first. Kyle Lowry had he played 35 minutes. Gee, he's, he's an absolute demon, isn't he? He's been out with this mm-hmm. injury, comes back, plays 35 minutes. He had 24, 7 and 8 with two steals on 9 for 13, shooting four three-pointers. Great line from him. Fred Van Vliet continues to provide second-round value. He's been amazing. 24, 4 and 7, 6 of 13 from the field, five three-pointers for him. Seven for eight at the foul line. He's a really good foul shooter. And the leagues I have him in, which is a couple, I, I'm doing really well um, with the free throw percentage category. And in part, that's down to Fred Van Vliet. High volume, very high percentages. OG Ananobi had a, a bounce back game after coming back slowly. Uh, he had 14 points, six rebounds, two assists, two blocks. The steals and the blocks are what you have him for. He's great. Norman Powell had 17 uh, and three assists, six for 11 from the field, three for six from deep for him. He's been better. Now, Chris Boucher, just 18 minutes, but he had 11 points, six rebounds, two steals and a block. The defensive categories are what keep him chugging along. Uh, For the Miami Heat, 
let's have a look at the line. What did Kendrick Nunn do? He played 36 minutes. So Dragic being back didn't seem to steal the minutes away from him. But of course, Tyler Harrow is out at the moment. Nunn right. had Nunn had seven, four, and seven, two for nine shooting. Uh, you mentioned Dragic had 15, two of three on four for 13 shooting. Both of them pretty bad from the field. What do you think happens when Harrow comes back? Duncan Robinson played 39 minutes today. I'd imagine with Harrow back, his minutes would come down to about 32 or something. Maybe your Linux minutes come down a little bit and it all gets shared around. But Nunn is not going to play 36 minutes, is he? No, I think, yeah, Nunn and Robinson, I think we'll see the biggest hits when Hero comes back. Uh, Hero was playing really, really well the last uh, two weeks or so before he got hurt. I'm not sure how long he's out for, but... Yeah, I expect to see none in Robinson's minutes. Uh, yeah, you know, seeing the biggest decreases when he comes back. Yeah, he he just gives them that playmaking ability off the bench that they really need. Yeah, well, none probably goes back to a sort of an eighteen-minute role or something like that, and and then then he's kind of struggling to provide value. Uh, Bam Adebayo is continuing to just rock and roll. He had mm. 19, 12, and four with a steal and a block on seven for eleven shooting. Very efficient. And the the field goal percentage is great. The points are good for a center. And he gets those steals and blocks for you as well as the huge rebounds. And four assists are just, that's tasty, isn't it, uh, Prof? It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so nice being a BAM, BAM owner. I yeah. mean, you just plug him in there and don't worry about anything. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Butler had 27, 8, and 10 with uh, three steals and a block. That's just a great line. He's really a category stuffer. The next game on the slate, the game number five, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, playing better uh, of late, and obviously their offense seems to be ticking nicely under their new coach. They've lost both of the games, but this was an absolute shootout, the OK Corral. The Bulls won 133 points to 126. Levine was massive again. Someone's trying to pry Cat away from me in a league uh, today with a couple of trade offers. That is how good Levine is. I obviously said no because uh, I think Cat's upside is better and Levine's, percentage, Levine's field goal percentage has to fall off a bit. Wendell Carter Jr. was huge again. Uh, I saw him traded in a league uh, to the, uh, yesterday. Wendell mm-hmm. Carter Jr. in a first was traded for Jeremy Grant. What do you think about that? Ooh, this is in a, a dynasty league. In a dynasty league. So the win now guy wanted Jeremy Grant. The win later guy took Wendell Carter Jr. in a first. Who wins that trade? Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a win-win trade. That's definitely going to uh, help both teams. I, I really like what I see out of Wendell Carter the last uh, couple weeks here. I think that's a. it's a sign of what we can expect going forward as long as he can stay healthy. I mean, I... I I don't know. Uh, Jeremy Grant is just. I mean, the guy is just. I, I I keep expecting him to to fall off a little bit, but he just keeps doing it every night. Um, but yeah, I really like that trade for both sides. It makes a lot of sense. Mm. Now speaking of Wendell Carter Jr., he played 32 minutes. He had 17, 10, and two with two steals, two blocks, six for eight from the field. He hit a three pointer, and he was perfect to the foul line. That's a top ten line from the day. Just. Uh, Really, really good stuff. Levine had 35, 2 and 2, 14 of 21 from field. That's what I mean about that field goal percentage. Just uh, that's 66.7%, 5 for 8 from deep. He is on an all time heater, this fella, and he's right at the edge of the first round now. I mean, if you if you told me, you know, three, four, five years ago that uh, Zach Levine would develop into a legitimate all star, I mean, he, he is an all star and he is well deserving of it with these, these numbers and these uh, percentages that he's putting up. Every night, it's just just incredible how far this guy has come. Now, let me read these lines to you and ask you if he's second team or third team or all, all NBA at the moment. Maybe Ooh. third team because look, listen to these numbers: twenty eight point eight points. This is the season, by the way: twenty eight point eight points, three point six three pointers, five point three rebounds, five assists, one one point one steals on fifty two percent, fifty two point three percent shooting. That's on huge volume, 19.7 shots. He's shooting 87% from the foul line. Well, I tell you, I mean, all of the players that are in consideration for all NBA level, I mean, they're all, they all have incredibly, you know, impressive numbers. So it's going to depend a lot on the Bulls' performance. If they can stay in the playoff race, I mean, if they can greatly improve where they finished last year, then I think he's going to be in discussion for, you know, all NBA at the end of the year. Mm. Just there, yeah, just remarkable, remarkable statistics. Thaddeus Young, wow, I love this guy. Ford. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 14, yeah, two and six. 14, two and six with four steals. <laughs> uh, yeah, talk about a Swiss Army knife. I mean, this guy this guy is one of the best out there. I think he's uh, small forward, power forward, and center eligible in most leagues, so... Um, really versatile guy can plug in many positions and just fills fills it up across the stat line. Now he's looking like a guy that maybe you just hold and you you don't drop him when everybody's healthy because they're playing well and winning games. Yeah. But that's been happening more with him in the rotation. Um, uh, if I have him, I'm keeping him. I'm not I'm not letting him go. <laughs> Sadoransky was another one you need to talk about. He had 16, 5, and 4. Now, he 6 for 7 from the field. So he probably 16 points is a little bit above. But he is he more than assist streamer now? Is he an, is he an ad in 12 teams? I think he might be. Um, the chemistry between him and Thaddeus Young on that second unit is really clicking. Um, we're starting to see both of their numbers go up the more that they're uh, spending time on court on the court together. So... Yeah, I, I I'm not sure if I would quite add him yet, but I, he's definitely he's definitely on my list of uh, players to keep a watch on. Yeah, so I, I reckon if you need assists, he's definitely mm. one that you consider consider adding. Denzel Valentine had a ten five and three with uh, three steals. He's a streamer. Kobe White had a better game. He had twenty eight and six on nine for seventeen shooting. Probably one of the reasons that they won this game is that they had good shooting from just about everybody. Actually, Patrick Williams had thirteen four and two with two steals and a block, which is nice. Uh, Garrett Temple was serviceable, but uh, without having fantastic stats. Now. Let's talk about the other team in this game, and that was the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mentioned Carl Anthony Towns. He had 24, 8, and 5 with two steals and a block, 10 for 20 shooting, which is nice, two three-pointers, perfect at the foul line. Now, since he uh, came back, he's maintaining good value. He's the third best player on the season per game. He's the ninth in the last uh, week and eighth in the last two weeks. Uh, he's been... He's 22 points, which is a bit down, but 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 52% from the field, 94.8% from the foul line on the season. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> that's all I can say. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's on that's on 4.5 shots a game. So that's, mm. that's very helpful in a week. If he plays 4 games, that is... Uh, what is that? That's... 20 foul shots, basically, or 18 foul shots at 95%. So he's hitting 17 of 18 from the foul line, which is uh, just really, really helpful. Not much to talk about him. If you've got him, you're happy. I don't think you trade him away. You don't believe in this shutdown idea with him. Would you trade him away for another first-round guy if you could get somebody? Uh, throw, a, throw a name at me. Kawhi Leonard? Oh, you know I love Kawhi. Um I don't know. For fantasy, I'd probably keep keep Towns. <laughs> Steph Curry. Oh man, it's getting it's getting more it's getting more difficult. Um, I think that you know I think the gold I think the Warriors are really going to be pushing uh, all the way through the entire season to finish as high as they mm -hmm. can. So I think if I had a, had a chance to get Steph, I might I might make that move. And this is one of those things we've talked about before too, isn't it? When you've got to sort of look at teams and try to be Nostradamus a little bit about what's going to be happening in right. April, April and maybe the first week or into the second week of May, depending on if you're using it's, the standard settings, the, the season goes, the fantasy season goes up until May 9th. It's so important to think about that. I mean, uh, when your fantasy playoffs are, what, uh, you know, what, uh, where your team is in the standings uh, of the player, I mean, these things are really, really important to think about, yeah. Uh, other lines that are notable, Jared Vanderbilt had a bounce back. He had 16-6-1 with four steals. I think he's worth adding back on and seeing where this goes. Anthony Edwards had a really nice line, except for the, the field goal percentage, 7 for 20 from the field, but 21-9-6 with two steals. It's just uh, glorious, mm. and I pick him up in a couple of leagues. I'm very happy about that. Malik Beasley. 
He's top 60 on the season. He had 25-2-1 with five three-pointers, nine for 20 from the field, perfect at the foul line. Ricky Rubio had nine points with 10 assists, which is uh, very nice stuff. Uh, Jalen Noel had 12-3, and and Jaden McDaniels, who's somebody who's been a bit hot, a hot pickup of late. He had just two points and three rebounds. But your man, Naz Reed, 13 13 and four with a steal and (laughs) and three blocks. Have you got him on any teams, any 12 teams or Um, not? I don't. I don't have him on any uh, any teams this year. He's just one of my – he's really the only guy on this team that I like. um, But – to watch, you know, but you know, he doesn't need that much time to to put up numbers, you know, as you can see with this line here. Um, I thought it was interesting too in this game that they started both uh, Beasley and Edwards. It, it seemed that they had been trying to kind of stagger uh, their those two players' time a little bit, but it seemed that they were on the court uh, a lot at the same time tonight. So uh, I'm going to keep an eye on that going forward to see if that continues. And when I asked you to come on this show, I talked about getting you on some shows with uh, not too many, not so many games on the slate and stuff, so we could talk about <laughs> in depth about teams. But every time it's like we've got these huge slates with really interesting yeah. lines. This next one, Detroit, uh, they rested Jeremy Grant. They lost 118 to 128 to the Pels. Uh, Jeremy Grant rested, so it was Josh. Jackson that just absolutely went off like a frog in the proverbial sock. He had 25, 6, and 3 on 10 for 18 shooting, 2 for 6 from the field. Now, before we throw a lot of love at uh, Josh Jackson, let me just give you his season. 228th on the season, only 186 in the last week. Uh, he's basically red in just about everything. Three points are bad, rebounds are bad, assists are bad, steals are bad. Blocks are okay. Field goal percentage is bad. Free throw percentage is bad. Turnovers is pretty bad. Yeah, um, this guy is. Uh, even though he's down in those uh, in those categories, I mean, he's just really. It's just really good to see him turn his career around. I mean, he was drafted really highly, like right after Jason Tatum in 2017 uh, by Phoenix, and had a really a, a couple of really tough years out there with the Suns. He couldn't really find himself he couldn't really carve out a role um he kind of bounced around with the g league and was with memphis last year and then this year he he resurfaces with uh, detroit and i think it's time you know for the league to put a little bit more respect on uh coach Dwayne casey's name up there um that guy is just he he, he is so he has such a history of turning uh players uh careers around that many people had given up on i mean just in recent history Guys like Christian Wood, he gives him a lot of credit. He gives Coach Casey a lot of credit. Uh, this year with Josh Jackson, a, a lot of the league had totally uh, given up on this on this kid. Um, and it, it's interesting, too. I mean, they just brought in another guy, Dennis Smith Jr., who uh, many people had given up on. So I'm really uh, curious to see what uh, Coach Casey does with him. Is he is he going to be able to turn his career around under his guidance? Mm. I uh, I'm betting on it, actually. Yeah, I've been nobody's been lower on Dennis Smith Jr. than I have, but um, this this coach is just a miracle worker with with um, with these kinds of uh, players that have uh, gotten off to a slow start with their careers. Yeah, I mean, and we just have to look at the Toronto Raptors for that. It didn't end very well with mm. them in the playoffs, but they they you could argue they were overachieving. Oh, totally. I mean, I'm not sure if he's the coach that you want to take you all the way to the title, but if you're a rebuilding team, uh, you know, if you have a lot of uh, guys just thrown together and uh, you're just in a situation where you're trying to get the most out of uh, out of uh, guys that were you know, given, you know, given away by other organizations, basically, then I think he's the, the perfect coach for that situation. Mm, indeed. Now, and other other people that come under that category, perhaps uh, we're seeing people thrive under him. Uh, Seiko Dumbaya is somebody that he gave mm. a bit of a chance to, and he's a little bit of an older, younger guy, so to speak. If I can mix mix some things up, he had twenty <laughs> older, younger guy. He had twenty two minutes today, just three, one, and four. He's, he's somebody... got a little bit of the he's got a little bit of the Isaac Bond, Bongo look, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he does, doesn't he? We'll have to see what happens. Watch his minutes because he can be a, a per-minute monster if he has a bit of a breakout. Sadiq Bay is somebody we've talked about. I've got him in a few spots. He had 13-2-1 with a steal today and three three-pointers. And you asked me if Sadiq Bay, if he gets those kind of lines, is he a hold? Well, mm. three three-pointers and a steal makes this 13-2-1 and one 
a good enough 12-team line and you keep him. Mm. Uh, go on. Yeah, that's pretty much the line that he had last time we were on. Mm. And, you know, he's a good player. I mean, if he's if he if he gets minutes, he's he's a good shooter. Um, would like to see him get a, a few more rebounds and maybe some more defensive stats. But, you know, he, he came in with a, a high floor out of uh, Villanova. And he's as long as he gets the, the minutes from Coach Casey and they're in a rebuilding situation. So I don't see any reason why he won't. Then he's going to he's going to keep producing. Yeah, no, I'm very happy with that that pickup with him. The other team that oh sorry, let's talk about Mason Plumley. God, I almost forgot Plumley. Wow, got to talk about the Plum. Gee, dog. the Plum Dog <laughs> Millionaire. He uh, he had 21 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, uh, four blocks as well wow. on nine for ten shooting, and yeah. he was three or five at the foul line, which is his weakest category. And but but you don't complain too much about that. Just missing two on the season. He's the 81st ranked player, but over the last Two weeks, he's the 57th. Over the last week, the 24th ranked player in fantasy nine-category basketball. Incredible, man. He's kind of another one of these guys that, you know, has just always been kind of a backup in, in other places. And, you know, he comes to Detroit where he gets the opportunity to start under Coach Casey. And, I mean, he's just putting out every night. I mean, I think this might be his highest uh, point production of the year. But, I mean, the rebounds and assists are always up. Uh, the blocks is kind of an anomaly for him, but, uh, you know, the nice field goal percentage. And like you said, the free throw percentage is always going to be, is always going to hurt you a little bit. But my God, I mean, I, I love this guy. Yeah, no, just, just been amazing. Another person who's been amazing of late is Zion. He had 32, 6 and 5 on 13 for 18 shooting. And he's one of these guys where he's so good for you in some categories, you can probably put up with. Um, limited value in in others. He's still just the 56th, sixth ranked player on the season, but he's the 29th ranked player over the last two weeks, and uh, it's just really great to see him going off today. Some of the dunks that he did and the the athletic play he's been doing is amazing. Stephen Adams was back, uh, which means that Willie Hernan Gomez is a drop. Adams had 14 and 15 with three assists, a steal, and two blocks. If he could have a line like this every night, or even every other night, you would love it. He's been a bit inconsistent this season. Hasn't been great in real life or in fantasy uh, for the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram had 27-7-8 and eight with a steal on 9 for 18 shooting, which was really good. Bledsoe was still just not fantastic. He had 11 points, uh, but reasonably efficient because he's been really bad there. Maybe they told him not to shoot so much. 11-3 and three with two assists and two steals for him. Lonzo Ball had six... Had 12, 6, and 8 with 3 steals. Josh Hart played 29 minutes, and he had just 11 and 2. He's been a decent streamer. What jumped out for you out of those ones, mate? Well, I think uh, I think Stephen Adams, uh, especially with the blocks. It, it seems like a lot of guys that uh, typically don't get a lot of blocks had, had uh, it seemed like a some kind of block party today or something. Um, but, um, yeah, that, that really stands out. And um, every everything else seems to be pretty status quo. Um, uh, with this game, but yeah, it's kind of a shame to see uh, Hernan Gomez going back to the bench. He's he's a solid player. Mm. Do you pick up Bledsoe if you see him on a waiver wire? Uh, I hate Bledsoe, man. I'm I'm done with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's hurt me too much. I'm not I'm not crying over spilled milk. The next game was just a really exciting one. We possibly could have just led the whole show with this because uh, OKC won again, 102 points to 99. They've been much better than we expected. A, a good bad team. There we go. <laughs> um, putting these things together again. Uh, you you had. Uh, Let's talk about Shea first and then come back to Big Al and the Young Guns. Shea was massive, a career night. He had 21 points in the third quarter. I was going to trade him uh, away for Kawhi in Dynasty, but not now. Nice field goal percentage, only 42 on the season uh, and 33rd in the last two weeks because of the slightly low steals and low boards and low threes. But uh, he's been much better lately, which means that he is moving on up. Now, you want to talk about Big Al and the Young Guns. I'll throw one of the Young Guns at you. Teo Maladon, he had four steals today. He's the 130th ranked player in the last two weeks, and his pointer is firmly up. Indeed. I, I'm glad I uh, held on to him in, in one of my deeper leagues. Um, I'd like to see the points get up there a little bit. I think he's uh, been like in the 10, 12, 14 range the last uh, week or so. So I'd like to see a little uptick in that. But um, yeah, the steals and the assists are really nice. Mm. Uh, Dort, he called game blouses, hit three threes in the fourth quarter, 
Great D, but I've got my note here. Is he whack on offense? He is, and I've got his details here. Let's just have a look. On the season, Lou Dort is... Did I put Lou Dort in here? I did. I keep going down. He's the 238th ranked player in our fantasy nine category basketball on the season and just 241st in the last week, 266 in the last two weeks, 253 in the last two months. So it's not, (laughs) all those numbers are pretty consistently bad. (laughs) Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of like one of those guys we were talking about before, like, you know, like a Marcus Smart or Draymond Green who's just, he's just a, you know, it's just a, a great real, real player that makes a lot of winning plays for a basketball team. Um, and adds a lot of defensive uh, stats, and their offensive numbers are going to be up and down. So you kind of kind of know that going in into it if you if you're in the Lou Dort business. Mm. Now speaking of up and down, Darius Baisley, my goodness, he was zero Yuck. for eight from the field. Here's the line <laughs> for you: zero ten zero 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 for three. Zero foul shots. <laughs> there's like more donuts. Zero. And there's like, and even the field goal attempts was eight, which is like two zeros joined together. <laughs> he, uh, he's he's another one. You just you just can't put up with it. Two hundred thirty first on the two hundred thirteenth on the season. Two hundred fifty four in the last week. And yeah, Dar- Darius is a drop. The the rebounds are nice, but uh, that's just really brutal. Isaiah Roby, when I. He just had 17 minutes, but he's just finding a way to be a hold because he had two steals and a block, and he had with five points, five rebounds, one assist, two steals and a block, and a three-pointer. That's enough for me to hold on to him. Yeah. Big Al Horford had 16, seven and seven. What did you wanted to say about him? Yeah, he's just he's just keeping the whole thing uh, together, the whole operation. Uh, you asked me a, a couple episodes ago, do you think uh, they're going to trade him? Um, and I don't I don't think it's going to be very difficult for them to. I mean with as many years as he has remaining on his contract and the amount of money that he's still owed, uh, it's really going to be hard to, for them to trade him. But, uh, like I, uh, like I mentioned last time, it just seems like he really enjoys playing with these young guys. You could see it, uh, on the very final play today, the inbounds pass came to him and he drove the middle. Uh, it's kind of hard to imagine that, but he drove the middle uh, of the paint and kicked it out to Dort and Dort hit the three pointer. And Big Al was the first one to run over there and kind of jump on onto Dort, you know, in celebration. Um, but you can just see that he's having fun. Uh, you know, it's it's like uh, you know when you hang out with a bunch of younger guys, you feel young again. Um, so uh, even if he doesn't get uh, traded, if he, even if he stays there, I think he'll keep producing for uh, for OKC and for his fantasy owners as well. There was some interesting stuff on the San Antonio Spurs side as well because we had LaMarcus Aldridge back, but he moved to the bench. He had 11, 7, and 1 with a steal and a block and a couple of three-pointers. Obviously, if he's on a waiver wire, you grab him. But interestingly enough, after the game, he was asked, uh, how, did, how did he feel about playing off the bench? And he talked about it as if he said something like, it's going to take a little while to get used to it, but I'll get there, which means it almost sounds like that's where he's going to stay. Jacob Pirtle started and played 35 minutes. He had 7, 9, and 3 with two blocks. Interesting stuff there. Do we think this sticks right through the season? Yeah, from his comments there, it seems like uh, you know him and him and Pop have had have had this conversation, and uh, we're going to have to get used to seeing him coming off the bench uh, for the rest of the season. Mm. Uh, Lonnie Walker played thirty three minutes and had twelve and four. Now there's a bit of kind of weird stuff here, of course, because uh, the Spurs didn't have their full team playing. They had uh, no Jerick White, and they had no. Um, who else was out for them? No Keldon and no Demar as well, which made this game a little bit. But my other notes here say uh, DJM is an absolute beast. Jonte Murray had a great line. He had 27, 9, and 6 with two steals. Those steals and blocks, he gets 12 for 20 from the field. He's an efficient shooter, which I love to see that in your guards. He, over the last two weeks, is the seventh-ranked player in fantasy basketball. How about that, Professor Steele? Yeah, can I can I ask you something about uh, Dejounte here? Uh, I saw I saw recently in a dynasty ranking that they had Dejounte quite a bit ahead of guys like Jamal Murray and even uh, Donovan Mitchell. Is this is this uh, is this widely accepted that he's a more valuable dynasty asset than than those kinds of guys? I don't th- I don't think it depends on who you're asking. I think I would prefer him over them because of the mm. defen- the defensive upside. 
because he can get those steals and blocks. He can still hit three-pointers, and he shoots at an efficiently. Whereas if you look at, say, the other Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell... They're going, to, they're going to be a bit hot and cold, aren't they? And then overall, right. if you look at their field goal percentage, the shot selection and stuff like that. But I, I don't think it's like like he shouldn't be way ahead of them. But right. I would... I, yeah, I was just kind of blown away when I'd seen that. I, I, I didn't even have him in that in that kind of class of player. So it was very interesting to see that. I'm not sure if I would take him over Donovan Mitchell. But if you have a look at Donovan Mitchell's... Um, uh, line today, which we will in a moment, you'll see it's uh, there, there's Dejounte Murray's line today is better than his line. Uh, right. I know this is just one day, but that's a bit of an example for you. But that's the last game on the slate. Let's talk about the second last game, Charlotte up against the Suns. Uh, Monk, you've got yet another streaky six man. Like uh, you mentioned, Terence Ross, Sweet Lou, and Powell ride him while he's hot. He had a huge game. This was a big win for Charlotte. There's another one of these teams that we talked about being um, a lot better. He had 29 points. Lamelo was good as well. But if we take a look at Monk's line right now, he had 29, two and three on 10 for 21 with five three pointers, which is just beautiful, isn't it? Wow, I I was going up against a monk owner today, and I just I just saw the score tilting more in his direction uh, as as each uh, you know every five minutes that I that I checked in on it. Uh, yeah, uh, incredible man! Like he just he just got in one of those zones, kind of like Gallo today, where everything he was throwing up there was going in, and he's getting a lot of minutes. He's getting a lot of shots, uh, and yeah, like I said, ride him while he's hot. Um, if you have him now and if you can uh, trade him for something, uh, I would go ahead and do that as well because he's very, very streaky and this could go away, you know, in the next game. So, um, but yeah, for today, if you if you had him in your lineup, you got to be thrilled. Yeah, we were sort of getting to that magic hour mark now and it's sort of, there's so many things I'd love to talk about about Charlotte, but we might have to save it for the next time we're on that they play. Uh, but just briefly, some of these lines, Gordon Hayward had 28 and four with a steal, continuing his good season. Uh, PJ Washington didn't stuff all the categories today, which is unusual for him. He just 10 and one with no steals, no blocks, no assists, but he did have one three-pointer in his 24 minutes. Cody Zeller had 10, four and two with a steal on a block. Rosier, uh, fell off the wagon a bit here. Three of 11 from the field. He's just been lights out, though. Absolutely incredible mm. value, this guy. But he had 10, 6, and 4. Two steals make up for a quite a night. Lamelo Ball was uh, massive. He had 24 and 8 with two steals on 7 for 11 shooting. Wow. You're just, uh, just getting so much value out of him. Miles Bridges had 14 points and 6 rebounds. Well, uh, Lamelo won the game for them today. I mean, they were... Uh, we're, the game was just going along. It was kind of back and forth, kind of low scoring. And then uh, midway through the third quarter, uh, Lamelo just had four points at that moment. And then he hit a, 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 a what do you call it, like a, a, a pull-up three-pointer. And he just got that, you could see the confidence grow in his face. Like uh, you could tell that he was about to take over the game. And that's exactly what he did. The, the next five, ten minutes, it was all Lamelo, uh, three-pointers, uh, assists, uh, Miles Bridges hit a couple. Of, him and him and Miles Bridges have really, really good, good chemistry uh, on the court together. So, this game, this game, uh, this game was won by Lamelo. Yeah, and he's just amazing, and I'm I'm very excited. I feel like all my Christmas come at once because I've got a rebuilding, well, a, a dynasty team which I'm now I've moved into rebuilding mode, and I was able to trade away Kevin Durant for Lamelo Ball and Kelly Oubre and multiple draft picks and wow i'm just just so excited to have a team with a mellow ball and and for many years to come devin booker was much better today he had 33 points well actually i shouldn't say today he's been much better of late he's still only the 75th ranked player though and you can see why because no rebounds only three assists and one steal but 13 for 24 from the field and four for 10 from three you love to see that because his field goal percentage has been down this season deandre ayton had another good game he had 16 and 10 with an assist and a block just five for eight from the field doesn't shoot much but he he's been another one who's been better he's up in that sort of 70 range now we'd like to see him do a bit more with the steals and blocks especially the blocks but uh can't complain too much, I guess. McCall Bridges had 12 and four with two assists, a steal, and two blocks. That's what you love. He's another good MacGyver, isn't he? Oh, definitely. Yeah, he's 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 one of the best MacGyvers uh, out there. Which which of the two Bridges do you do you prefer? Oh, I prefer McCall Bridges for sure, and yeah. I think uh, one of my 
main fantasy mentors thinks that he can be a third round value in fantasy starting as soon as next season. Mm. I, I really like both of that. I, I, obviously, uh, yeah, Mikel is, you know, he's a starter. He gets a lot more minutes and a little bit more volume. But I, I really, I, I love both of these uh, bridges. It's interesting just looking at, coming back to Booker for a second. He's only the 45th ranked player in the last week, even though he's shooting, tw- he's getting 28 points. Why? Only three, uh, three rebounds, three assists. He's getting three three-pointers, which is nice, but no steals, no blocks. And and he's not uh, not getting any not getting those assists up there anymore. So that's the issue. And the the free throw attempts per game are down on last season as well. Last season he was shooting seven point three field go- free throws per game at ninety two percent. This season that's fallen to five point three at a still nice eighty four point five percent. But uh, the volume on the sh- on the free throw shooting is down as well, which is why his overall value has fallen off. Uh, speaking of value falling off, the Los Angeles Lakers, they've uh, been not great. They've been just losing games left, <laughs> right, and center. Uh, I had a joke in here saying this, this Lakers team is a bit like the Cavs back with <laughs> Ilgauskas and uh, that Brazilian guy. What was his name? Varajal. And <laughs> he's got not much help there, has he? If uh, uh, Marcus Gasol, Kentavious, Caldwell Pope, Taylor Horton, Tucker, Wesley Matthews, Kyle's, Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, collectively... These guys were 11 for 47 from the field, John. 11 for 47. <laughs> Who are these guys with? I've never heard of some of these guys before. <laughs> Just uh, terrible, isn't it? Now, is that is that the Jazz defense or is that shite shooting? Um, well, you know, the Lakers, obviously they're missing a lot with AD on the defensive side and on offense. But I, I think just as big is missing Schroeder as well. I mean, just that extra you know, the, the playmaking, the creation, the, uh, there's just so much on LeBron's shoulders right now. I mean, when they go up against a quality team like Utah, it's, it's going to be a rough night. <laughs> mm, and it really was a rough night. The Jazz have won 22 of their last 24 games. They were 14 for 23 from deep in the first half. Just got a big lead as a result. Uh, Conley and Clarkson are really solid again. This was just a route. Gobert was uh, really, really good. In fact, probably we should start talking about him. Uh, he had 18 and 9. He only had one block, but it's the defensive menace that he creates with the um, adjusted shots and them not going in there to get block 8 for 12 from the field, which was very efficient. Now, let's have a look at this Donovan Mitchell line. This is what I mean. Mm-hmm. 4 for 16 from the field, John. 13, 10, 8, and 2 with two three-pointers. That that really hurts you, that field goal percentage right there. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's gonna have a lot of these types of nights mixed in, which um yeah, which over the course of the season might make uh DeJounte a more a more uh, valuable dynasty type player. Yeah. Yeah, and because of those those steals and blocks with the better field goal percentage, I think mm-hmm. I think that's that's the reason. And overall he does average more assists as well, which is hard to find on the wire. Mm-hmm. Bogdanovich had fifteen two and two with two steals, continues to be serviceable. Mike Conley had a another really good game. Fourteen yeah. eight and eight with two steals. The old old man Conley's just chugging along, isn't he? He is. I mean, just so consistent every night and can always count on him for for points and a good amount of assists and uh well look at all these rebounds eight rebounds or nine yeah. rebounds oh was it eight, uh, eight rebounds yeah eight, eight rebounds eight, eight yeah rebounds jeez man really good I mean um yeah just an incredible uh, campaign he's putting together Jordan Clarkson is almost in an unassailable lead in the six man of the year now uh, oh, he yeah had just twenty three minutes but he had eighteen four and two six for thirteen from the field and if we have a look at him on the season he is the 68th ranked player in fantasy nine category this season on averaging 18.3 points, three three pointers, four rebounds, two assists, a steal on 46% shooting, which for him is good. And he's 96% from the free throw line. He only shoots about two per game, but still um, over, you know, over a, a period of the season or in roto or whatever that is valuable. And this is, this is a huge improvement. If you look over the last five seasons, his ranking in nine category over the last five seasons, 166, 148, 186, 149, 113. This season, he, he is a fifth-round value. Wow. Yeah, he's uh, he's the sixth man that is not streaky. He's bringing it at every night. If you got him on your team, you got to keep rolling him out there. The other guys we mentioned before, you know, like uh, Ross, and you, you got to keep a closer eye on those guys. But 
this is a guy that uh, if if he's on your team, he needs to be in in your lineup every night. And I wouldn't I wouldn't consider dropping him at all. Now, for the Lakers, can we just say that basically, apart from LeBron, who was a bit muted in this, he only played 28 minutes. He had 19, 4 and 4 with the steal, 7 for 13 from the field. Pretty much everybody else was terrible. Marcus Gasol remains and uh, a steals, blocks, assists streamer, kind of, but really only if you need blocks, you're you're keeping him because he had just had 18 minutes. And he had 8-2-2 two, two, and uh, one steal and one block. Caldwell Pope was terrible. Horton Tucker was terrible. But it is worth noting that Horton Tucker started this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played 30 minutes. Uh, what can we expect from him? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure this is his first start unless he had one back in the bubble. bubble I think it's second, second. He had one start in the bubble. Yeah, it's his second. Oh, okay. Ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this is this guy, this guy is a, a guy that I'm really, really high on in the future. I... I don't. Uh, I mean, as long as uh, Schroeder's out, I, I don't see any reason why he's, you know, he won't be able to get in there. He's he's a he's he's a guy that racks up a lot of assists and a lot of defensive stats as well. So, those are the kind of guys that I that I typically like to build my team around. You know, guys like DeAnthony Melton, uh, uh, Horton Tucker, uh, you know, DJM, like we were talking before. Um, so, this is the kind of guy that I that I like to have on on my teams and kind of kind of builder I, I i think it's sometimes easier to find the guys that, that can just put up a lot of points um so i i kind of like to grab these these guys and and fill out uh, my teams and other areas later on but i think this guy um i don't know uh, uh, this year is that what you're talking about like well i'm, I'm um, talking about this year so he's, yeah. he's starting here he's probably yeah. only a streamer isn't he uh in 12 team leagues yeah, I mean, for the time being, for sure. I mean, I unless we see him, you know, put a couple of weeks of consistency together, I I would not recommend uh, picking picking him up in a in a twelve team type league. All right. On that note, we are done. That was another All huge right. slate. That was a lot of fun as as ever, Professor Steele. So, uh, what can we look forward to the next time we have you back? I think you'll be back on next week, and then moving into the rotating every other week. Uh, yep. Are you going to bring any fantasy nuggets for us next Thursday? I might bring some a couple of rookie cards and yeah. uh, a little bit of uh, shard from some of the players that we'll, we'll be talking about. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to see. Uh, you know, this the league is uh, changing so fast all the time. So I'm excited to see what uh, this week will bring us, and um, looking forward to seeing you on next week's show. Awesome, mate. Thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate that. Uh, Good luck and enjoy the rest of the evening over there in Seoul, South Korea. Thanks. I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.